As the crowd in front of the statue dispersed, Poppy moved in for a closer inspection. Now she could see the fine details of the hunter's marble depiction. His hair was long, fair, and bound in two separate side knots. His hands were gnarled from a hundred battles, and in them he held a massive battle hammer, none like the one Orlon had given her. If there was a truer hero in the kingdom, Poppy had never seen him. Welcome to the League of Lore, a podcast about the lore of League of Legends and other properties set in the Runeterran universe. I'm your host Jacob, or Skullhead Soldiers, and let's begin. Now, to understand the character of Poppy, who, is, who we are talking about today, she is the wielder of the hammer and the seeker of the hero of Demacia. But to truly understand her, we have to go back into the past, so far in the past of Damasia's history were at its founding. There were many, many people still coming into the territory that would now become known as Damasia. And because of this, there were mixtures of soldiers, refugees, all sorts of people who were just trying to make a living in the Petroset Forest and the other surrounding territory of what would become Damasia. Poppy is a Yordal. And because of who she is, when she first discovered the refugees and soldiers uh, coming into the Demacian region, she was fascinated by their non-magical nature because Yordles are inherently magical. She was so intrigued by their ability to create structures and weapons and all sorts of miraculous things through just force of will and technology. And because of this, she just kept following them. In particular, she followed a group led by a man named Orlon. She was particularly fascinated by their regimented behavior, their discipline through the soldiers, their training, and just their force of will upon the world. And because of this, she began to not necessarily mimic them, but she definitely became more and more fascinated by them and continued to follow them as they went around and tried to build a society. As the soldiers under Orlon's command moved out, she would follow them and learn more and more and more about this militaristic culture that was beginning to develop in early Demacia. Eventually, she wanted to become part of the society. She wanted to know what it meant to be Demacian in this fledgling Demacia. And so, seeing that Orlon, who was the particular leader and the one that she was the most fascinated by, she built up her courage and she came out to Orlon and revealed herself as a Yordle. You have to understand how important this is. Yordles have this ability called Glamour. It's unclear if it's a substance or just an inherent magical trait of them. But how Glamour works is if you do not, if your heart, and your heart of hearts, you are not favorable to Yordles, you will not see a Yordle. You'll instead see like a small person. However, if you are willing to see Yordles and be okay with it, like if you're favorable to magical creatures, then you will see a Yordle. Now there are, it's a bit unclear how exactly precise this is, but that's the general gist of how Glamour works. 
And so either Poppy, like, disabled her glamour, or she was able to go up to Orlon and told him about who she was, and when she did, he was able to see her true form. It's a bit unclear, but either way, she revealed herself as a Yordle to Orlon, and after they talked and some initial, like, hesitancy, they became fast friends. Orlon and Poppy began to develop this really strong relationship, very similar to, like, a mentor-mentee relationship, where Orlon would train Poppy in the way of a warrior, and Poppy, in turn, would question him. She, like, most of the other soldiers would never question Orlon's orders, but Poppy would, not because she was being rude or anything like that, but because she had a very childlike innocence to her, and so she was just trying to understand why he was giving these orders. And due to this, it allowed Orlon to become a better commander, and also in just increased their relationship with each other. It intensified it. They became very, very, very close at the end. Now, unfortunately, Yordles live very, very long lives, far, far longer than any mortal human would. And due to this, eventually Orlon would become old and he would begin to die on his deathbed. And while he was on his deathbed, he turned to Poppy and handed him his hammer. Now, this hammer is really important because Orlon explained to Poppy while he was dying that this hammer is supposed to go to the true hero of Demacia, and that he was just holding on to it until he found the hero, and then he told her that this hammer goes to the hero, and then he passed it to her. Now, unfortunately, Poppy is a really humble person and doesn't view herself as important, so when he told her this is for the hero Demacia and gave it to her and then died, she thought that that meant she was supposed to found the true wielder of the hammer. And so she promised him that she would seek this, that she would seek this true hero of Demacia who would lead Demacia into a brighter future. Unfortunately, Orlon meant her. She's supposed to be the hero of Demacia, but she just, it just never came to her that that's who she was supposed to be. And so now she has the Hammer of Orlon and the Hammer for the Hero of Demacia, thinking she's supposed to give it to someone else when it's meant for her. And no matter how many times she uses it better than anyone else she gives it to thinking they're the hero, she always thinks that, that whoever she's supposed to give it to will do greater deeds than even she's doing with the Hammer when she wields it. And this is a kind of a tragic, kind of funny little story about this character who's just like, I I cannot see myself as a hero. I can't possibly be the hero, but I will find that hero and give him this amazing hammer. In most of her stories, this becomes very, very evident, in particular her comic. Because in her comic, she goes to a small town and thinks there's a possible hero there because she assumes that lots of Demacian soldiers are there and that one of them must be the hero. Well, she does find someone as a monster is attacking the town who's trying to help civilians get to shelter. And when his weapon breaks, she hands him the Hammer of Orlon, thinking that he is the hero of Demacia. He tries to wield it, he fails to wield it, and instantly dies. <laughs> then she grabs the hammer and begins to fight the monster to protect the civilians. She gets pinned by it, but then she eventually breaks free, announcing that she still has a job to do, she still has to find the hero, and she kills the monster pretty easily after that point. And then she goes off and, like, 
beautiful sun rays cascading on her, saying maybe the hero is in the next town over. She has a good feeling about that one. And this is a really humorous circumstance of she's the hero. She's the one saving people's lives. And due to her purity, she she's honestly what Damasi is meant to be. But uh, we will discuss that after this break. How does the song Country Roads begin? Almost heaven, West Virginia, right? A lot has changed in Appalachia since the Scorch Plague, and it is far from heaven now. Far from Heaven, a Fallout 76 story, is a rich and immersive audio drama based upon the popular video game. With strong storytelling and fascinating characters from across many familiar factions, Far From Heaven is a podcast fans of the video game will love. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, and many other great podcasting platforms. Far From Heaven, a Fallout 76 story, available now. If you want to help spread the show or simply get more content, you can follow the official Twitter at League of Lore 2 for updates on the podcast and other lore tidbits, as well as rate or follow the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. You can also follow my Twitch account, twitch.tv slash soldiers, where I stream myself playing League of Legends and other games and discuss the lore and gameplay of those properties. With that, let's get back to the show. Now, Poppy as a character is fulfilling what is called the, the humble hero archetype or humble hero trope. Now, the humble hero is usually someone who, no matter how many heroic deeds they do, they always downplay them and usually point to someone else as, oh no, they're the hero, I can't possibly be the hero, everyone else is the hero, or we together worked to be to do these amazing deeds. They're always very, very humble. Sometimes in an irritating way, depending, but they tend to just put off all the heroic deeds on everyone else, uh, putting down themselves in the process, or at least devaluing their own deeds. Poppy is this, but on a much greater scale. She, because of the fact that she, it's not only that she doesn't view herself as a hero, she, it's in, she's incapable of recognizing her own heroic deeds, and she doesn't even put it on anyone else. She just doesn't, she refuses to even see them as that heroic. She thinks, oh, anyone would do this, and the true hero will do something far greater than anything I could possibly do. Which is so funny to me, because she is going around killing massive monsters, probably slaying dragons and other beasts, protecting the small towns of Namasia, and just not recognizing that that behavior is what's making her great and the true hero of Damasia. Because of the fact that in her mind, the true hero of Damasia, and this is very interesting, she always refers to the hero of Damasia as a he. Now, we do know in Damasia that uh, both... Um, uh, female and male uh, people can enter into the military, both guys and girls. Like, they can both be in the military. And otherwise, they can all be in the military. Yet, for Poppy, in her mind, only a guy can be the hero of Demacia. So, I'm not sure what that's saying exactly, but maybe it's because, in her mind, Orlon was the hero. Like, she always looked up to Orlon, and Orlon was a guy. He was a big, burly guy with the hammer. And... I guess in her mind, she can't separate that image of Orlon with the hammer from who the hero is supposed to be. So she keeps thinking, ah, this this stereotypical guy warrior is going to be the hero of Demacia. It's very much she's looking for this stereotype. She's looking for people like Garen in Demacia, uh, square jaw, big burly guy who's always 
who looks like who you would normally expect as the quote-unquote hero of a stereotypical good guy faction. But as we know, Demacia is a deconstruction of that archetype. And so, in reality, the hero Demacia, the person who exemplifies Demacia greater than anyone else, is Poppy. This small, diminutive yordle with pigtails and blue skin, but she has a very modest, heavy armor and a small shield, and she was this gigantic hammer that's way bigger than she is, kind of implying that what she's supposed to be her duty as the true hero Demacia is such a massive deal and such a massive duty that she doesn't even recognize it's for her because the hammer is too big for her or it should be it's it's almost twice her size yet she wields it better than anyone else people that are much bigger than her people that are much more muscular than her and yet she's the one that wields the hammer She's the one that wields it in such a way that she's able to save people, kill monsters, be the hero. And yet she just can't see that. And it's just very, very interesting that she is the exact opposite of the archetype that she is searching for, for the stereotypical hero. And also, speaking of that, Poppy is what Demacia is supposed to be. As the title of this episode says, she's Demacia's ideal, and I mean that very literally. Most of the time, like, Garen is considered the exemplar for Demacia, which we will discuss Garen later, and there is a reason for that, why he's called that, and he kind of exemplifies what Demacia is currently. But Poppy is what Demacia is supposed to be. Demacia was founded on this idea of anyone is welcome as long as you strive for the greater good of the country. Yet, as we know from the previous episode, they have this sense of bigotry towards mages and anything magical, including yordles, which that will come up in a bit. And because of this, they're not really that accepting of everyone else. Sure, like, if you strive to do what's good for Demacia in their minds, then you will be more accepted. But if you're a mage, no matter how hard you work to work for Demacia you will still be looked at with suspicion and even hated by Demacians. It literally becomes, it's a false promise. It's a false promise of true equality and freedom as long as you work for the greater good. It's not true. And meanwhile, Poppy, she truly does believe that that is what Demacia is supposed to be. She fights for everyone. It doesn't matter who they are. She'll fight for them. And because of who she is, she is a magical creature wielding a massive, possibly magical hammer, and she's the one fighting to protect everyone. She's the one going around doing great and good deeds. She is the hero of Demacia. And because of that, she becomes represent a representation of what Demacia could become if they stopped being a bunch of bigots towards mages and other magical things. It's just really, really fascinating. And to really point that out, you have to look into a story called The Slayer, which is one of her short stories, where she's out and about looking for a potential hero. She's heard of this tale of this warrior who's going around slaying a bunch of monsters and protecting the little people of Demacia. And she's trying to go after him because she thinks, oh, if anyone is the hero of Demacia, it must be this guy who's going around saving people and killing monsters. Yeah, this, this has to be the one. So she goes to a small town where she heard that he could possibly be showing up due to a festival in celebration of the Slayer. 
when she gets there, uh, it's really funny. This little girl points to her. It's like, mommy, mommy, look, it's a slayer or uh, daddy. Look, who's, that's a slayer. And the dad's like, no, that, they're too small to be the slayer. That can't be them. And why that's important is it's revealed that the celebration is for the reveal of a statue for the Slayer. And the statue is basically a male human version of Poppy. It has the the same ha- kind of hair look. It has the pigtails that she has, the two pigtails on each side. It has the giant hammer. Really the only things that don't matter too well is the fact they're seven feet tall, have like gnarled fingers and... And our guy, and big and burly and strong. It's literally the traditional archetype for a hero. And despite Poppy seeing features on this hero that coincide to how she looks with her own pigtails and her own armor, and probably her own gnarled fingers at this point, she just can't recognize that that's just her. Because all she's seeing is, ah, it's the guy. It's the dude who's supposed to be the hero. I need to go out finding him. And what makes this truly ironic is throughout the beginning of the story, we realize she's the one been killing all the monsters in this area. She's the one been going around killing dragons and wolves and bandits to stop them from hurting people. Oftentimes just in self-defense because they would be attacking her. Because she doesn't really want to hurt people, but when they attack her, she has to defend herself. And that's a true irony. She is chasing herself. She's chasing her own story, her own legend, not recognizing that the legend is her. She's the hero of Demacia. She's who Demacia deserves and needs. Or well, actually just needs, not necessarily deserves, but she's who De- she's who Demacia needs. And she just, just doesn't recognize that. And because of that, not only she herself doesn't recognize it, but the people of Demacia don't even recognize it. Because when they look at her, they don't even see a yordle. They see a small, diminutive person. So, once again, that whole hatred for magic reflects itself in how they view Poppy. Even when Poppy does legendary things, and as that little girl pointed out, she recognized Poppy as the Slayer. They just don't see it. Everyone else doesn't see it. And Poppy doesn't see it. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of... I can't be the hero, and everyone else is like, she can't be the hero. She is being fed her own lie by the people of Demacia, and it's just making it harder for her to recognize who she truly is. And, like, as tragic as it is, she's kind of a really funny character because of the fact she just, she keeps refusing to believe she's the hero no matter what she does. And it is very funny, but it's also kind of tragic in that the hero that the people that Masi need, the, the hero that the mages kind of need, just isn't being seen because they don't see her as a potential hero because she's too small, she's too little, she's too quote-unquote weak, even though she's probably the strongest person there, and her being inherently magical just doesn't even come into the periphery. I can't even imagine how the Masi would feel if they found out that who is supposed to be their hero is the small, diminutive, magical girl yordle who is going to kick him butt with a massive giant warhammer. Like, the amount that would cause Demacians to probably go into shock is is indescribable. And I hope that eventually we get a continuation of her story in Demacia. We know that she is currently fighting off the undead from the second ruination, and that she did help in that. So there is hope that maybe through that and other things, she'll start seeing 
more of the issues in Demacia, and maybe we'll go around trying to fix it, becoming a hero in a different way. But with that, I thank you all for listening to the third episode of League of Lore, and I hope this exploration into one of the champions of Demacia has given you a better insight into into Poppy's character as well as the Demacia could be if someone like her could claim the, that role of hero of Demacia. If you have any questions about Poppy and her meaning as a character, please send them in reviews on your podcatcher of choice or to loreofroomterra at gmail.com and they'll be answered next episode. Now, next episode, we're going to be diving into arguably the most important event in Demacia's founding and how it laid the foundation for what the kingdom is today. It's time to talk about the Canticle of the Winged Sisters. See you all next time.